0: Three chimes mean good times on Red Shovel Network. You're invited every Saturday over most of these Red Shovel Network podcasts to a one-hour concert by the renowned RSN Symphony. Tomorrow's Symphony performance features Metropolitan Opera star M.L. Elric as guest soloist For tomorrow's broadcast, the orchestra will be under the baton of the widely acclaimed conductor Mark Fellholler. For the world's great music, hear the RSN Symphony, brought to you tomorrow
1: and every Saturday. <laughs>
2: Ragged ragged my it's gone. What are, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Yes, I, I'm always ready to go. I came ready. I remain ready. And like John Kerry, I'm reporting for duty. Anybody
1: else? Oh, that was a pretty up-to-date reference. It was. I can't hear you though. Is your volume up, right, or am I just getting old?
2: I'm just waiting for the Stevie Wonder um, John Kerry song. I don't have it. You
0: don't. I don't have it. Don't put me on the spot like that. I that's, need
2: Kerry. That's one of the ones we lost.
0: I thought a listener dug that up for the Joe uh, and Mike
2: show. Okay, well, fine. I'll
0: look. It up. Maybe I just fine didn't. Enough. Maybe I just didn't want to look it up.
2: The moment's passed. So that's, oh, uh,
1: no. I'm going to find it now if I can find it.
2: Okay, well... Um, I can't
1: believe he's talking about the moment being passed, the well, Mr. 20-minute story.
2: Well, Mark... We, yeah, no we don't point. have it. <laughs> Well, Mark uh, desperately seeks to redeem himself. Let me introduce to Jan Windsor, our uh, our other <laughs> contributor <laughs> Jan. here. From,
1: uh, Jan Windsor. like the Jean in uh, Philly? <laughs> from the Carlos, <laughs> that what you mean? And,
2: and, Carlos and Sean uh, podcast. You know, I just came up with this great nickname for Sean a couple weeks ago, and he immediately... Uh, Invalidated by coming out of the gates firing. I mean, he's all he's all cranked up on uh, red Bull and rainwater and
1: crystal meth. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I'm going back to the '80s a little bit.
2: I was. Thinking- by the way, I'm <clears throat> crystal <clears throat> method from the '90s.
1: I'm a little sore today, by the way. I did some yard work the other day, including <laughs> weeding, and I bent over and I realized I don't have any hamstrings anymore. Is that? Uh- <laughs> <Does> that- <laughs> I, mean, I should start counting the weird segues by Sean Win. I mean, oh, you know, it's just one. it's sad, right? Yeah. I mean, i got to wear the man's ear to keep it all up. What do you mean you have no hamstrings anymore? You just can't stay crouched The down? atrophy back there. Yeah, right. I was trying to get the weeds up. and uh, Yeah, it was pathetic. Shouldn't you be paying someone? Don't you have two boys? Yeah, one, one's gone, and the other one's you know busy in school. Oh, yeah. make him do it. One oh, moved man, out to out. Spartyland. Mike should be happy was about he, that. I'm was he home this here? weekend? He was, but yeah, I was good to have done so. It. You know, I was yeah, he should have done somewhere, it. Somewhere in Chicago.
2: For, right. We'll, well get actually, into that. we, yeah. we need some That'll weeds pulled at our East Lansing house, so if he's up there, he can redeem himself.
1: No, I just I, I have to remember how to bend over properly, and don't you say a word. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the, the visual enough is enough to, <laughs> to leave me speechless. It's like staring into oblivion. Um, boy, and people didn't like my topic ideas. I'm glad we're talking about Sean's legs and, uh, and dandelions. Oh, we're We're done.
1: We're done. <laughs> Not so much a dandelion. It's more of the creeping kind of, what do you call it? Creeping, not creeping
2: Charlie. Charlie, Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, so. that's, a, that's the other show. Wait if um, they're strong. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> this is like a Smith's lick. It's over be ever before it ever is, began. Everything's about a Smith's It all comes back to, to Morrissey. Well, um, speaking of classics, I was at a birthday party on Sunday for Inez Knight. Of course you were. Yes, uh, a wonderful uh, cent- centurion, centenarian? What's the... Yeah, that sounds good. hundred. Sean, you went to college, was it? She's, She's hundred. She turned a hundred, yes. So anyway, she is... Um, celebrating her hundredth birthday, and I was just coming from church, uh, where we, we stopped by Impact Church, where Pastor Keenan Knox gave an amazing, amazing sermon. And uh, if you've ever been to a Baptist church before, or an evangelical church before, there's a moment when... The pastor will invite people to come up to the altar to either um, to either be prayed uh, over or to be saved, and we were sitting there, and it was a very very moving ceremony. And I had both of my daughters with me, and we're sitting there, and uh, and Pastor Knox says, you know, if you'd like to come up to the altar, and sometimes people come up to the altar, and sometimes they don't, um, and because he's a he's a he's a he's a funny guy as well as a a very um, a very effective preacher. He says, "I'm not going to be up here all day," and he almost started counting down. And I turned to my right, and all of a sudden, both of my daughters are gone. They're up at the altar. Somebody came up, and usually it takes one person to go up there and kind of break the ice. A gentleman came up uh, from the pews to our left, came up to the altar. My daughters went up to the altar. A few other people came up there, and I was like, "Well, you know what? If you can't stand with your daughters, uh, who are you?" And and the and the the message of the uh, of the day. Was um, to deal with things that you have been running from, or things that you're afraid are going to pop up in your life that may have been haunting you or troubling you, like Tuesdays. And uh, oh, jeez. <laughs>
1: By the way, you're looking For- down. Did you sketch this out? Do you not remember it? This is,
2: this is quite reflection. Plus, if I look over there, all I see you is half naked weeding
1: with your your. <laughs> Did I say anything about half naked?
2: No belt uh, look on there. No,
1: I have a. I have to create my own holes in the belt to keep my pants up.
2: I do love that we totally ruined his flow. Wow, I'm going to look down again because it's safer. <laughs> um, my uh, my vivid imagination is, uh, is all right. So you're up curse. there. Yeah. So happens. anyway, his and and the other the other message. Of the, the sermon was recalibrate so uh, so this is a good time to recalibrate so my daughters were up there and I went up there and it was a very powerful moment um, and of course uh, when you go to church there's a reason why they call them church clothes so I was, if I do say so myself looking pretty, pretty fly and then we went home but it was very hot so we were doing some campaign stuff so I switched into my campaign t-shirt and a pair of shorts which is pretty much all I wear these days and then uh, we had to go to Inez's one hundredth birthday. So Inez, all right, all right pause because I I don't know who she is. Can can you tell me who she is? I, I was going to set you up, but the gardener popped in there, Chauncey Gardner. So um, so I um, I met Inez when we were visiting a seniors' home, uh, apartment building during the primary, and she's ninety nine years old, and she was being visited by one of her daughters, and we we had a great conversation. Uh, and, and we visit senior centers. We, we meet with the seniors. We ask them, you know, is there anything we can do for you? Here's a little bit about the campaign. What issues matter to you? Is it a matter of, you know, the bus going by the senior uh, apartment building doesn't stop in a safe place, doesn't come often enough? We deal with all these things. And then we'll go from apartment to apartment if people couldn't make the, the larger gathering and wanted to get together. So we knocked on Inez's door and we were talking to her and she was uh, very charming. And I said to uh, my campaign manager, I said, let's mark on the calendar when her 100th birthday is and we'll do something for her 100th birthday. We'll come back to the senior apartment building. We'll bring a cake. We'll do some sort of gathering, some sort of celebration. And uh, and I thought this would be a great, a fun thing for us to do. Well, fast forward. And, you know, we talked to her and we left her with some campaign literature and we left. And we thought, wow, I think Inez is going to be, you know, she's going to. So you had us. it right. Fast forward. She was, she was, uh, she She's was almost very 101 charming. by now. And we had a uh, Inez. If 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 these if these gentlemen It's nothing but it has
0: nothing to do with her. No. So,
2: <laughs> so I get we uh, we put a, an alert in our in our calendar. It says uh, Inez's hundredth birthday is Does this is coming story out.
3: have an end?
2: So you may have caught her name if you weren't sitting there being a, a smart ass. Her last name is Knight. And you may know that Tucson Knight uh, joined our campaign, ah. who also ran for city council. And as we were talking about as we were talking about doing this celebration, Tucson says to me, Hey, my great grandmother oh, is having are. her birthday. Would you like to come and be a part of the program? And I thought, wait a minute. Is your great grandma Inez? And He said, Yes, she is. I said, We left her apartment thinking this woman is gonna vote for us. And not once did she mention, oh, by the way. <laughs> my great grandson. Oh, well, maybe she didn't want to vote is for. Is running. Him. So I, I, I got up at her, uh, at her hundredth birthday on Sunday, looking like a bum in my T-shirt because I switched over for the, uh, from the church and then didn't realize this was going to be a big to do, and so I looked like a bum and I told the story about this. Inez uh, Knight is crafty. You, she, this is not a hundred year old woman who's just sitting there fogging a the mirror. She's, she's working on multiple levels. She is very, very crafty. And here's a few things. That uh, that Sean probably knew because one of these movies was uh, the inspiration for his uh, his uh, Twitter handle. Um, The movies that were popular in 1921 when she was born was Little Lord Fauntleroy. Never heard of it. Little Lord Fauntleroy 69. That's how you can follow Sean on Twitter. Um, The Kid, Orphans of the Storm, The Three Musketeers, which could uh, could, oh, starring uh, Chris O'Donnell. No, no, they could that could describe Uh, us. Sean, obviously the uh, Dead Ringer for Porthos, um, and uh, Mark for Aramis, because that's the Colony wears. And I would be whoever the really cool one was. Well, Mark wears and high then, karate. And then, oh, okay. And then, then, then there was the Chic. The NFL champions were the Chicago Staleys. The World Series champions were the New York Giants finally getting over on the Yankees. Jack Dempsey was a heavyweight champion, and the Stanley Cup was won by the Ottawa Senators over the Vancouver Millionaires. Sean, you were at that game. So
1: this was just all a setup to do Matt Jennings' soft <laughs> soft history? Is that what's going on here? By the way, I, I, I do want to applaud the bit of foreshadowing there. When you first said, well, I need to get out of my fly suit and into my T-shirt, I was like, okay. Normally that would just be sort of an extraneous detail in an Elrician story, but it actually turned out to have a point, and it mattered, and I'm very, very proud of you for that. We call that foreshadowing.
2: Thank you for being our human highlighter.
1: Yeah,
4: and,
2: and for assuming that our listeners are not sophisticated enough to make that point on their own.
1: See, all I thought was,
2: "Wow, that had what I really like in a story and ending." It's a tough. It's a it's tough, tough room. room. It's a tough room. Uh, popular music uh, at the time. <laughs> yeah,
0: so keep, uh, just fight through. Um, it. Really? No, you should. Popular
2: music at the time describes how I feel every week when I'm on the show, all by myself, by Irving Berlin. Um, and uh, the Irish War of Independence had just ended, so that was. Well,
1: happy birthday to her.
2: Yeah, exactly. This date in in nineteen. 19- so, well, what I was does- that like
1: being in church for the first time in your life? Oh.
2: So no, you gotta, you know, go to church. This is, this is heathen. I do know it because we've talked about it off these. This is this is this is what several Catholic. Pastors, I yeah, yeah. wonder. He's like, uh, when's this guy going to come back to church? He's like, you know what, dude? I'm in church every Sunday, and sometimes for three hours out of pop. And uh, for all the Catholics out there who say, "Boy, the homily's getting kind of long. It's got to be going in like five or six minutes or something like that." You have not been to church until you've been to church in oh, Detroit. Yeah. I agree. The band. The elders, the singing, everything. I mean, it is. People sit there and and who who have never been and say, how can you go to church for three hours? I mean, it is the fastest three hours you've ever spent. Yeah, it's a spiritual. I mean, it is. Experience. It is an amazing, amazing uh, thing, and I highly recommend that everybody do it. It go. It goes by. In fact, those three hours go by faster than the Carlos and Sean podcast, ah. <laughs> which just seems to lumber on and on and. Uh, uh, Hey, Carlos, I see I heard you wrote some mean stuff in the paper. No, Sean, I love everybody. Uh, I reckon that's not wrong. It's Dave Burkett here. Uh, hey, guys, I only got three minutes. Uh, I only take long appearances on really high-quality podcasts <laughs> like the Soul of Detroit. But uh, what do you need? Because this bagel's just about to burn. Um, anyway, so Sean has a new podcast. Uh from the uh, Free Podcasting Network, uh, if you heard it, uh, congratulations! You and I have something in common, and no one else does, which is unfortunate because it wasn't that bad. And uh, and we're joined after this brief uh, commercial break by the uh, the guy uh, who is uh, nominally the producer, but soon to be a member of the Witness Protection Plan, <laughs> Tad Davis, who really came on just to talk about some of my great work at the Free Press fighting corruption. But first, we want to talk about Roy O'Brien Ford, who makes this show possible because they are selling cars that you want cars that you need from work vehicles like the f-150 to cool vehicles like the Mach, uh the the uh the e-mustang which is oh, i rode in one a little while ago that is a cool ride and of course they have everything in between if you want to know more about roy o'brien ford go to roy com. that's r-o-y-o-b-r-i-e-n.com They're at the corner of Nine Mile Mac in St. Clair Shores, where they have been for 75 years, treating customers like kings. Check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. You can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash, get the value of your trade-in, which are very high right now. So if you're thinking about getting rid of that old sled, this is a pretty good time to check it out. In fact... Susan Tompor of the Detroit Free Press. She has a lot in common with Sean at the Detroit Free Press. She's a columnist. She's a longtime employee. She's interesting, which is the one thing they don't have in common. But anyway, she said that vehicles with 100,000 miles or more are going for prices that you cannot believe. So go to Royal O'Brien Ford. Check out a car. Maybe you want to buy it. Maybe you want to lease it. Maybe you want to trade in. They'll help you out. Go dot com to check them out online. Go in person or give them a phone call at 888-566-5851. That's one eight 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 five six six five eight five one. 566 5851 If you're writing it down, you can replay that. And when you get there, make sure to tell them that ML's mother's son sent you because she bought a car there and she's, she's real nice.
0: And since you mentioned finance, I thought now would be a good time to remind everybody that interest rates are pretty low for your house. So if you if uh, mortgage is say, in the threes, maybe you want to check with Hall Financials because they have rates that are reaching into the twos. Be smart. Make the call because you could be saving money. Hall Financials fast, and they do all the heavy lifting, heavy lifting for you. It's very, very easy. Go on mlsoladetroit.com. You can find a link to good, uh, get on over to Hall Financial. And then, um, yeah, they do things really fast. If it if it takes a while, it's on you because you didn't get the documents to them. But so check out Hall Financial.
2: NMLS number 1467435 Set, hut! They move faster than Sean's son when Sean says, Hey boys, it's time to weed. <laughs> like, I gotta go to college, Dad. That's it. I'm out. Well, he he oh, did God. not he did not bite on that. Uh that's 5000 Ask for Dan Morrison. Anyways, um, so Tad, uh, uh what's it like? I imagine people in Guantanamo would have a similar answer but what's it like to be locked in with sean and carlos Menares to produce a podcast
3: yeah it's um it's been a little weird i mean i should say <laughs> you know i should say first to about, about I tell this you, it doesn't get better yeah yeah about this show it's it's nice to hear it for the first time like i thought there was a rule where like you had to be over 40 to listen to it so it's like good to hear it
1: <laughs> your dad's a fan of this wow. of this show right My
3: dad's a big fan yeah <laughs> So great, great show. And, and it feels that way similar. Like, you know, it feels like working with my dad and working with Sean and Carlos. You know, 20, I'm a little younger, but yeah, it's been just good a, so far.
2: Is your dad one of those guys who had kids at 90?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn.
2: Well, anyways, enough about that show. Remember that great work you and I did on Gabe Leela when we got yeah. those FBI wiretaps and he was setting up bribes? That was pretty cool. What were you going to
0: say, Mark? Remember that? Oh, I was just, really? I was interested in Tad's background. I mean, or did they, did someone oh, from the free press? Because you care said, about people. Well, no, I'm intrigued. That's nice, that's nice of you. Is, is, is the free press taking this serious or do they just say, hey, uh, who wants to produce a podcast or do you have a background in doing it? Yeah, for sure. Um, great
3: question. Thanks for asking. Uh, thank, uh, and thank you for acknowledging
0: nice. what a great question that is.
3: <laughs> uh, okay, can the
2: ass kissing stop and the news begin?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, ML hasn't talked for a while. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to get back to my stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I have, a, I have a public radio background. So, you know, I've, I've worked at WDT, WDT which is Detroit's public radio station, Michigan Radio, Ann Arbor, yeah. U of M's, U of M's uh, public radio station. So I've, um, and then I spent some time in New York working on, in New York public radio for a show called Radio Lab. So I've been around audio uh, for for a long time. So you know what you're doing. Know what I'm doing to an extent uh and and free press is definitely it seriously so i've I've been on for a bit like m l said I've worked with him on some some radio stuff he's Let's got talk
2: about that oh, sorry, go
3: ahead. he's got some he's got some podcast chops i guess um and now we're moving over to sports. you know we have a weekly show that that we're making, but the sports show is obviously one that that Sean and I are super excited about, and it's been good so far. Are I you think super, they're funny. Are you super
0: excited about it Sean very can you hear it in my voice? Uh, full disclosure I have not listened to the first episode yet that's okay oh, I
3: didn't
1: expect it to.
0: I, I, asked you to to se- you have I asked to l- you to you- send me the uh the test uh one that you
1: guys did and you never sent it. The te- you mean from a couple of months ago? Yeah, it was hurt. I thought I did send that to no, you. I never got it. I wish I had sent that to Percent. you. I didn't want to send you the first one. You know, we need we need uh how about the second or the third one. Okay.
2: I listened to the first one. I thought it was I thought it was good. Sean was uh uh uncharacteristically gregarious and engaged and and very complimentary of his partners on like this heap of abuse that he puts on my back every week. Really? This mean Sean. I, I, it's really? Like, it's like we invited Sean to be on the Soul of Detroit. We got Carlos Menares.
1: You've been insulting And then Sean
2: for... invites Carlos to be on his podcast, and he gets Sean Windsor.
1: So you've been insulting me for 20 years, and that's what you want to say?
2: I don't, I don't think it's insulting so much as, as uh, making Speaking a pub- the truth. Creating a public record. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Car- yeah, Carlos
0: yeah. is a good choice, though. He's a very polarizing columnist. And writer, I mean, you know that because I probably uh, say something to you about his columns every week. You do um, not. I mean, I, some I'll, I'll agree with them. Sometimes I think it's a little bit of a reach. But is he does he like doing the podcast aspect?
1: I think he does. What do you think, Ted? I mean, I, he, yeah. he's the one that actually asked if uh, if he could if he could join me in doing this because I'd mentioned we were gonna we were gonna start something up with the Freep, who were kind of figuring out what to do, and he said, uh, "Oh, I think I'd like to do that." And I, so I thought we were gonna get the. The hot take, Carlos, and yeah. we, we we will we'll get there eventually as he comes out of his shell. Is there a hot take, Windsor? Because
0: your takes, I your takes are interesting to me, Sean, because you'll do a really strong take and then you kind of feel bad. I think by saying saying something bad about somebody. You mean within the same you're very, column, or uh, you're very polite? No, just in general. How I know you, you're a very polite person, but you do have takes that um, you know could be. They can be those strong takes, but then you, you're too nice.
1: Well, I try to have a strong take in the column, and then maybe I'll just uh, bring my hands afterwards, right? I don't let's, want to do that in the column. Let's try this. Who do you hate in the world of sports? I don't really hate anybody. There you go. That's the
0: problem. There you go. You <laughs> ML, who do you hate in the world of sports? Uh, are we going to go alphabetically or by jersey well, number? Just, see, that's what I like. I mean, who do you hate? Yeah. Who do I hate? <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's see. Who did I get most Hate's mad? It's a strong I, okay. word. Brian Kelly, I, I I don't like him at all. Okay, he's a, fine. He, if you want if you want to split hairs, hates fine. I have a strong dislike for Brian
1: Kelly. No, yeah, I did not enjoy well, his comment over the weekend after. Well, it, he's not, for for the two yeah, people out there that listen to that. Like Column is a joke,
2: though. He's getting fried but, for basically making a historical reference that wasn't all that funny. But it it you know yeah,
1: he was, doesn't know his audience. No, he rubs that. people the wrong way. Well, first of all, he's the coach of Notre Dame, right? So that that there's that. I thought his post game comments. We're Fine, there was nothing wrong, you didn't apologize. For why don't
0: it. you like him because his face is too red? I didn't, I, you know, I don't like him because whenever you ask him about a game, it's always what they did wrong as opposed to the other team maybe playing a lot better than he expected.
1: So that's the fan in you. You want,
2: yeah, you why want can't I be a credit fan
0: from
1: the coach?
2: Only Notre Dame,
1: you want to feel good about your own team and you want that feel yeah, good that's to what's come great from about sports because it doesn't, coach. Ma- doesn't matter if I dislike him. No,
0: it's not a good, healthy dislike, no.
1: How about Tom Izzo? Do you like him? Because he will eventually get to the other team and how they deserve credit. I highly respect Tom Izzo.
0: Is that a good enough answer? Yeah, sure. If he was my coach, I'd love him, but he's
2: not. Yeah. I was excited by that Alan Heller hire in, in East Lansing. Yeah, that'll
1: be great for this podcast. Let's yeah, talk who, about Who's him. that?
2: Sorry, let's go back to Carlos and Sean. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> uh, so, so Tad.
1: Um, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Tad, who do you sorry, hate sorry, in sports? Sorry, sorry. sorry. I have one quick question. Did you get recruited here, or did you seek us out? And Well, did you seek the free press out? Oh. I shouldn't say us. Oh, cause, that's a great question. Yeah, because nobody leaves public radio.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, Mike. It, I, so I actually, okay. he left a resume with me, so I don't know what that, wh- what does that mean? And why don't you thank him for
1: acknowledging your great question?
2: Yeah, really
3: no, I appreciate the questions well, uh, because it's
1: losing his power. He keeps saying, "Oh, that's a great question." True. After every question, yeah, So yeah, for sure. You, know, you guys have good questions. Makes me think, like, my question wasn't that great. <laughs>
2: you know I didn't hear him once on the Carlos and Sean podcast. A great question. Boys. I kept
1: trying. Well, no, I actually want
4: Dad to. <laughs> there may
2: be a reason for that.
1: <laughs> I want Dad to. Real quickly, I do want Ted to join in, and, and we're, yep. we're getting there. I've encouraged that a little bit. He's a little, it's, it's not that, that he's shy. He's, he comes from the NPR background, right? It's a little more formal. It's good to have a young yeah, voice yeah. around, too. For sure, exactly. a little formal. That's exactly right. So he opens his mouth. You can hear he's 22. Even though young people are wrong most of the time, and we it's need good to have a young voice
3: around. Well, I, 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 I'm i listening to you guys talk about sports. I really don't know sports that well, so it's crazy I'm producing good. a podcast. I'm, I'm a soccer guy. Which are I'm, you? I'm, oh, right. Yeah, so that's my. Yeah, and that who, a who I hate as an athlete. I'm not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. What? Not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. So that's that's my hate, to be honest, I know. But um, there was a few to... questions I got asked. In terms of recruiting, I, I worked with Free Press. I got, um, I started freelancing with them when I was working at Public Radio, at Michigan Radio. Mm-hmm. and We did um, some
2: great investigative pieces together. To yeah, 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 did yeah. I
3: mention that earlier? Oh, I think that's the
2: second time. <laughs> third time maybe you said it? Might, might be the
3: third. We'll get time. there. I forgot you still here. Did you Amel? guide him, by the way, when you it, were doing that, or well, was that? What would you say, mean, What was the work? What was our work relationship like? What did you What did you think of that? Oh, there's a great question.
2: It it was sort of like um, it was sort of like Lennon and McCartney. If I was both of them, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of had a little Billy Preston going on. But a lot of people like Billy Preston, especially on so Sgt. Peppers. Star? George. Yeah. No, uh, no, it was great. I mean, it was, it was one of these things where when you have someone who has that public radio background and just the audio storytelling who understands the importance of music and, uh, and mixing um, uh, voiceovers or tracks with actual sound, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to put together, uh, I think, some pretty compelling narratives and using some material to tell stories in a different way. And there were a couple of things we did where we didn't have any sound, where I would just tell the story, which uh, anybody who listens to this show knows that when I'm not being interrupted, I can drone on and on. And, uh, and Tad an had a know. way of breaking that up and, and turning yeah. it into a pretty <laughs> cohesive and compelling narrative that when I listened to it, I just said, uh, damn, I didn't <laughs> know I sounded that good. But, of course, it turns out I really do.
1: Well, you're – I mean <laughs> – <laughs> I just like how handsome you are. Uh, that's, yes. that's, that's me. That's, that's, that's
2: the why earring. they put me on a podcast. Yeah. So.
3: That's the me. <laughs> What's that? It's, it's so sad he wears those headphones. I mean, you got to show off the earring.
2: Well, this is an audio medium. I thought you would have known that being on NPR.
3: The earring I does get in the way a little bit.
2: Maybe that's why they got rid of you. I don't know. <laughs> are you always going to have the earring?
1: I t- when I blow it in his ear, I don't like it, personally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. That's uh, something to I, grab onto. People huh? keep busting my agates because it's, it's all about you. I didn't bring up any of this. I just want to talk about some outstanding investigative work exposing corruption in Detroit City Council, which Are is a good you always going to wear topic. the earring? You don't care about corruption in Detroit City Council?
1: Okay, that was great. So what was it like doing an investigative series? Somebody stole five bucks, and he uh, <laughs> turned it into a ten-part series, and then he got to pat himself on the back for a while. What was that like, Ted?
3: It's it's interesting work. i them out. I mean, he, I, I will say, I don't want to give him too many compliments here. I feel like that's not the point of the show, but Amen. he... he um, he has a way with words, for sure, and he. Yeah, lots uh, of them. Yeah, and and the way that he tells stories is obviously one that's intriguing, and you can see why he, why he succeeded at the free press and many other places. So it, it was a lot of fun, and and you know I should say he taught me a lot. I mean we we had some just phone calls where we would just, I mean he gave me a lot of time where we'd sit there for an hour, and he would just be <laughs> like, "Here's what you should do. You know, you're you're 24 coming up in news. It's a weird time, and here's kind of how you adjust." So. It was, a, it, was a, it was a great time working with ML. So it's, it's great to be great on the pod, too. Tad,
2: please continue. <laughs>
3: that's it. That's so, it. Okay, so I,
2: I want to w- know how you're going to... So does anybody know the story of Ferdinand the bull? Yes. Yes. Everybody knows the story of you know, this this giant bull that, uh, that some picadors or somebody saw him raging because he sat on a wasp, and then they brought the bull to the to the bull ring. I don't know. Everybody said they knew this. Why am I telling the whole story? Anyways,
0: well, listeners he, might not. He
2: gets in the, uh, he or viewers on Facebook live. Uh, thank you. Uh, Those to two you people. And, uh, and your, your friend who's uh, strapped to a gurney, but um, the, uh, they get him in the bull ring and he doesn't do anything until finally, I think, did he end up getting enraged? or maybe he just, no, he, the, the bullfighters got enraged. Anyway, I think Sounds Tad's like you don't know the story. <laughs> I think, well, I, I fell asleep before the end. Uh, I think Tad's challenge is to turn Carlos and Sean into the Ferdinand that was spotted in the field, being the most ferocious side of beef this side of Madrid. And uh, I just want to know: uh, Will you stab them a little bit? Will you mm. will you make them sit on thistles? Will you uh, feed them uh, uh, d- uh, double shot espresso or? Uh,
3: that's a great question. I, you know, we're so early on that we haven't really thought about it yet, but I think, you're, I think you're onto it, like what we want the show to be. I mean, you, or at least I feel this way. Detroit Free Press is very known for its sports coverage and um, for columnists like, like Sean, like Carlos, and we want, obviously, them to, to you know, come at each other sometimes and, and talk about things with, with different takes, you know, have um, their own opinions that are going to make people stay and listen. You know, we, we, we want a reason for people to listen, and I feel like that's one of them, poke that bull.
2: Well, I like the show because it, it gives Sean uh, a seat in the captain's chair, and he becomes more of a uh, more of a raconteur, Whereas Carlos is the guy I expect to come, you know, with the horns and the nostrils flaring, and I, I just want to see, I want to see. I guess this is a way of me saying I want to see Sean stab Carlos a couple times.
1: Well, here's the thing: we're in this not, space. not fatally. No, but... this is a good. This is a good question <laughs> Maybe for Mark. Just, Thank because Matt's Mark is, is the, Mark is the podcast uh, yeah. professional here, yeah, right? No, you're the man. No, not really. You've been in the scene for a long time. I Tad try. has a uh, public news or public radio background, right? The free press is sort of uh, you know the, the the free press, and then we're here at the at the Red Shovel Network, which is a little bit what you're talking about, Mike. You you want some not fisticuffs, but you want some sparks. Charlie LeDuff's here for for goodness sakes, right? So so we're kind of in that middle ground. Which way should we lean, Mark? What do you mean? Towards I mean, the the shovel network and standing up in rage and eyes bulging, or to the public radio where where Tad's background.
0: Well, Carlos should be Carlos, man. And what what he writes is how he should be on the show. Just you, that simple. You Give so? his takes. Yeah, need to tell him who cares that? if it's polarizing? It Can we have a therapy polarizing. session
1: with Carlos here? Maybe sometime I know. I'll poke yeah. him. Yeah, you'll poke him.
0: Feel, bro, that's okay. just what you need to do.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I saw so I, this I past angry
0: Sean. <laughs> there's no such thing is it? What was the last time you got mad at something?
1: Oh, probably at he was, home. He
0: was pissed at, a, at your a, hamstrings.
1: Once in a, not once in a blue moon with my kids, you know.
0: I can't Still? pick
1: you mad. No, it's been a it's been a couple of years, I'm sure. Yeah. Really?
0: Okay, if you're driving down the street, do you ever just go "God
1: damn it" about
0: like somebody cutting you off or anything?
1: No, because I I try Well, sometimes <laughs> so I do. No, 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 no. I mean, sometimes, I don't get angry at anything either, but I get Sometimes I get and then I try to remember, you know. Uh, I don't want to get into David Foster Wallace. Do you guys remember he wrote Infinite Jest? Of,
2: sure, yeah, I don't want you to get into that either. Isn't committed that a book suicide. like 7,000 pages? It took, look, look, look. He killed himself?
1: To no, no, no. But here's the thing. He, he gave a, a a speech at a... Water? A, yeah, water speech. I know it well. You know what I'm talking about? I know it well, yeah. It was so he medicine. gave a speech at a, grad, at, a, at a graduation at a university somewhere at one point. He was talking about being on the road, this very thing, and people cutting you off and trying to think for a second about where they're coming from. What their circumstance? Are they coming from the oncologist's office? Are they coming from just burying their mother? Right. It's about empathy in real life and understanding that other people are out there. Yeah, in their own. space. Sometimes
0: superficial
1: anger can be good. No,
2: no, I agree. And sometimes people. I don't think you have. Does he have superficial anger, ML? He seemed to be pretty mad at those weeds the other day. (laughs) How darest thou invade mine realm?
1: I get uh, frustrated sometimes on the road. Sure, I get frustrated on the road sometimes. It was
2: like it was like Game of Thrones with old men.
1: You know who doesn't get frustrated on the road? But okay. I just I just okay. don't picture. But I try it. to remember, yeah, that, that folks are you know, yeah. Uh, don't I don't you know, have do any you,
0: superficial hate, or I know you do like hate dislike in the world of sports. I just I, you can't find anybody. Wait, well, yeah, who uh, t- do you root against? Do you ever root against anybody? Ted, you got your work cut out for you, brother.
1: Yeah, no, I I actually get more frustrated with people in my business who are out there offering up bullshit you know oh, what i mean
0: i know what you that's what you get mad at you also get mad at um yeah i know there are some things there i think it, it does have to do with what your job is yeah i think well, lack of resources within the job you get very upset with and people, in what way people, well just that people might not understand that hey there's not as many copy editors anymore regarding stories and so do you think more errors are made now because of things oh well, like that. You, you no. About it I
1: think the, the same amount of errors are there. It's just that fewer are caught. Yeah. So okay. you know, I've always made errors. But I knew that upset. I man. had the store. I wrote. I wrote a column about uh, Michigan college football return. I went to Michigan State yes. at Northwestern, and then Michigan Western Michigan, and I had the score wrong. And a guy emailed me this morning and said, "You know, I know you're part of the mainstream news, and it's all fake media." But you Jesus had, you had Christ, four,
0: you had 48 instead of 47.
1: I did. So I, I went back and I, I noticed, noticed I it too. too. Thank you. So I immediately changed. The one nice thing about well you can't change it in print, but the one nice thing is you can immediately go in and fix it. So I did yeah. and hit the republish and got that fixed. Wait, when like, was that? Because I noticed it this morning. <sighs> oh, you know what? It was in the Harbaugh column. Yeah. It was. It was in the Harbaugh yeah. column. So so I fixed it this morning. Oh okay. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's that's that's, that's the kind of ex-
0: silly stuff that is falling through the cracks because. We're yeah, I don't lack get angry source. at that because it's my it's mistake. It okay. I
1: mean I get frustrated that I make the mistake. But that's but why
0: there's layers
1: of protection. The copy yeah, editor. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get that. Sorry. Bad. Are you
0: mad we went down? Do you hate me for going down this road? No, not at all.
3: Okay, not at all. I just. I mean, what do you get mad at, Ted? I'm, I'm like you. I'm very similar. I mean, I, I can say like, oh, not a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, you know. But yeah, I, I, am a very, I'm a very. That's why I think Sean and I really have, have worked together well so far because we are very similar in the ways where it's like, you know, have a handle on on what's happening or, or you know, what's the reason to really get upset. You know, no. It's funny
1: because my strongest takes tend to be fr- getting frustrated with other people for strong takes, or for right. <laughs> what I, or for what I feel like are narrow views, or just you know idiocy. You know what I mean? You pay too much attention to nuance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you still with us? MMA? That's when I get most frustrated. Yeah. Sorry, Mike.
3: Sorry, just, he was taking out his earring. I just
2: lapsed <laughs> into a, <laughs> I just lapsed into a Yeah. Coma. You never did answer that. I just switched over to the Matt Charbonneau and uh, Wojo podcast. <laughs> that's some good listening. So
1: what you're saying, Mark, is that nuance doesn't sell. Is that why Mark doesn't exist? Is that why Mark's so no. or so popular?
0: No, of course it doesn't. But that's a, i mean, that's all right. You gotta sell.
2: I thought it was pronounced nounce. Nuance. Okay.
0: Anyways, um, let me
2: let me let me uh, transition <laughs> to some really good news. Uh, yes. Our friends at the at the Cadu Cafe, yes. who had uh, Muscle Beach Music Festival, yeah, drew close to one thousand people who visited the Cadu Cafe during five days. They had twenty one bands, over thirty hours of music, and over four hundred pounds of muscles got scarfed down by these uh, these ravenous music fans. Uh, The Kadju Cafe is closed on Tuesday, uh, that's today, for a few kitchen upgrades, but they will be back tomorrow. That's Wednesday. Carryouts are available every day as well as delivery via DoorDash and Uber. (laughs) So if you love live music, there's live music almost every night at the Kadju Cafe. If you like good beer, if you like sitting outside and enjoying what's left of the summer and the fall, it's coming up. Muscle Beach and the Beer Garden are outstanding. If you want to get in out of the heat, They have a very uh, comfy, cozy, and cool dining room, Uh, great bar, great staff. And if you've never been feather bowling, you need to book the lanes at the Kadju Cafe because it's one of the few places in the world where you can feather bowl. What's feather bowling, you ask? What's feather bowling? Oh, that was you that asked? Yeah, I just asked. Uh, uh, What's feather bowling, Mark asked? Well, you're just going to have to go and find out for yourself, my (laughs) friend. To find out more, go to cadrecafe.com. Uh, great play You might even see me there when I get back off the street from knocking on doors because I do like to have me a nice cold beer on Muscle Beach. So
0: Muscle Beach was this past weekend. Um, Arts Beats and Eats went on, and of course, the two football games which, Sean, you wrote about. Um, is it weird? Do you, because you, well, you've been going to a few events, but did you find it, it weird going to these packed games now?
1: Is it awkward? You know, I don't know about that, but Michigan Stadium had 109,000 people with basically, some people had masks on, I think. But there was, there I, was no,
0: I was there. I didn't really see any masks. Yeah, there were very few. Right. Yeah, except for
1: you know inside and the you assume that that probably half that crowd was vaccinated, give or take. I well, mean, I would
2: think more than that. I thought you had to be vaccinated to be a student on the U of M campus. Now, well, yeah, but that's a small
1: you know? section, and, so, and yeah. U of M draws. I mean, there are different de- the different parts of that demographic, right? There's, I would
0: say half. I would say half is a fair assessment.
1: I, I think so. I mean. Maybe a little more, maybe sixty, whatever. But yeah, you want me to? You want me to? You want me to be mean? There are a lot of Walmart Wolverines that go to those games, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, they're not going to okay. be. vaccinated. They're fans. Who cares? Why? What do you mean? What does that mean? They might, they might, be, might be, vaccinated. be
1: vaccinated. Yeah, they might. They could be. Yeah, they could
0: be. They could be. I, I think. No, I think I was, wait, look when I you have one hundred and nine thousand. To give 000, you a little something, I'm just saying when you have one hundred and nine thousand people, I think the um, the numbers of who's vaccinated, and who's not, will probably reflect overall the general population of the area, right? So I would assume it would be similar to what the state is at no.
1: yeah but i think it's a large Mike, number of it's people. not it's not ann arbor's demographic that's in that stadium um, that's my point
0: sure no but it's yeah, it's well, michigan it's the yeah. state of michigan it's I the would say. state of or, michigan yeah, southeast michigan or exactly. there,
2: there are some people in uh who go to those games who have never had chai tea i think that's safe to say
1: well i think you're right have you
2: uh, I may have sipped some by the, mistake. The few oh, left the few <laughs> you
1: drink it all the time. I, know. I knew you did too because I've seen. They you, call me the shy guy. No, I'm a green
2: tea dude. He's oh, <laughs> oh, exactly. the worst
1: kind of lefty that way. But the, rat, the, the, the the far lefty progressives that are left in Ann Arbor, they they don't like. They don't care about no, football. No, it's,
2: it's an agri- It's a, it's a offensive ground acquisition exactly. game. Exactly. They, as, they, as they said did. Robert Downey Jr. They said hated so Bo
1: Schembechler. You know what I mean? They're not going to go to those games, right?
2: Yeah, I, I still remember Bo Schembechler walking out of Chrysler Arena at halftime when uh, the, then-State Senator Perry Bullard came on and told the crowd about how he was working to help legalize marijuana. And right in the middle of the speech, Schembechler just beelined right off of the court. And Bullard was like, okay, I'm here to introduce, Oh, where'd he go? Maybe,
0: maybe he wanted to go get high. Mark, to quickly well, Remember,
2: has- um, Remember, Schembechler, I think, cut B.J. Dickey because he lived in an apartment where some guys had some weeds. So, I mean, yeah, Bo w- Schembechler. What year was that? This would have been in I don't the that late, 70s. Uh, I mean, late 70s. I mean, at one time I was uh, attended a lot of Michigan games, which is why I know what barf so, bags the fans are.
0: So I went to the game on Saturday, and being inside Segway. the stadium while, well, I just I just let it lie. He's asking and, me and move <laughs> yeah. on. You're not of one funny. of the barf
2: bag fans. <laughs> <laughs> you're clear I don't
0: care how you view me or us. No, no,
2: I don't think you're a barf bag fan. I think you defend your – I've been to too many Michigan games where they fall behind by one – until they fall behind by one point, we're the greatest school ever. We're the best ever. We fall by one point, uh, behind by one point. This team sucks. The coach is terrible. These players need to be cut. They probably couldn't even get in here on academics. I hate these guys. Blah 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 blah. Surrender, Cobra.
1: You know what? By the way, I don't sure, want to over. I don't want to boost you're not what like he's that. saying about Sorry, Michigan. Sorry, I was trying to pay you a compliment. But the free press has hired a new beat writer to cover University of Michigan football and basketball. Michael Cohen, really, really good. Uh, and he was in a press box for the first time the other day. It was his first experience. and he lo- saying. He's looking at the scoreboard, and what comes up there comes up, And he was just really struck by it. The university saying, this is the greatest university in the country. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's the no, highest. in fitting. the world. That's no, don't, no
2: don't they do a whole thing where they say, yeah. in the universe, 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 universe? Because we
1: were talking about the yeah. Michigan-Michigan State rivalry, and I said, and it, comparing it to Alabama-Auburn, because we have another staff writer who was familiar with that rivalry. I'm like, no, it's not the same. Alabama may win more a lot than Auburn, but with Michigan, it's different. It's, it has nothing to do with sports. It's them thinking they're the best yeah, in everything, we are. We are. in every yeah, walk of life.
0: Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty accurate. So folks yeah, but, like Mike walk around hey, with a massive
1: no, chip on their shoulder. You know what that's about. And very
0: little muscle in a calf. I really think that's uh, James Earl Jones who does the, the voiceover that. I think he's
1: speaking to a certain audience, meaning the people in that building. Well, at least James, yeah. James Earl get Jones off went it, to man.
2: Michigan, right? He went yeah. to University of Michigan. By the
1: way, Jim Harbaugh was in blue pants. Uh, on the sideline and not khakis. <laughs> Do we are we making anything of that? No, not at all. No. Okay. Because I keep hearing from readers about it. I think he had blue. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm waiting that for him.
2: W- I'm waiting for him to blow the game when there's 11 seconds one. left.
0: Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Sort of um, okay. But what I was going to So going to the game. I was it was weird before. Did you walk around? Because you kind of mentioned tailgating. I did. I night.
1: walked around some. I didn't get there till close to halftime because I was flying back from Chicago okay. that morning and you know I was up it all night seemed
0: at Northwestern. Oddly quiet
1: and kind of dead and i'm like is this because it's
0: western is this because it's game one I, I i wouldn't have been surprised if there was like eighty five thousand people in the stadium but then you get in there and it totally felt normal again
1: i actually thought that so i don't a, know what a, that was a decent buzz but your experience is different i just spent a year at empty stadiums sure so for my for my eyes i'm coming to it, it sounded fabulous right mm-hmm. you're comparing it to you know before the pandemic I'm comparing it well, no, to I, I thought it felt, the pandemic. I thought it felt exactly like it did in twenty nineteen.
0: I just before the game, before going in the gates, it really seemed like that energy was gone. Or there just weren't uh, as many people around tailgating.
1: A little bit, but I also felt uh, people were clearly happy to to be oh, back. Yeah. Well, and that's they, what and that's what and I felt that at Northwestern too, which is no great football program. Sure. Historically, right? And I mean, you know. A I, private school right on the lake, by the I way. I left something
2: out from Inez Knight's uh, back oh, in 1921 oh. birthday program. It says, back in 1921, Wolverine football was good.
1: I knew that. By I thought you were going to say won their last Big Ten title or something like that. Wow. That
0: was such a strong
1: joke. We're moving on.
4: Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do
2: that? What
3: a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? It's going to be a long
0: football season with him around.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Unfortunately, I mean, you, you being him. The Michigan Michigan State game is the Saturday before the election, so I will not be able to go to East Lansing to see all that Wolverine uh, uh, blood spilled in Spartan Stadium to see those defenseless, extinct badger like creatures, except badgers are fierce, get clotheslined. By the mighty Spartans, as they, they haven't their. won
1: up there, they haven't won at home in a while in the rivalry. So be careful.
2: Um, that's because I won't be there. Okay. You may have seen oh, the depth turn. chart. You're the key. There's Russo, Thorn. Elric, very mobile quarterback. I, I'm a big RPO guy.
1: Uh, but we, by the way, we just forgot about Tad. That's very rude of us. Oh. Did, uh, did we want to yeah, say goodbye so, yeah, so to him or t- not goodbye? T- no, no, yeah, no. He's no, no, part no, of the we, show. We want him to stay here. But yeah, he okay. you're not yeah. allowed to leave. No, Tad. So, don't so, even try. T- He's too far in now.
2: Yeah, what? <laughs> you're what, invested. What, what about some of that other stuff you and I did together, Tad? Tell <laughs> tell the people. I, I was I
3: was just enjoying the show again. I thought it was done.
2: I <laughs>
0: well, I know. Uh, Tad, do you like to eat? Do you like to barbecue? Do you like barbecue? Oh, or
3: are you vegetarian? Prime no. meats. Do you have a butcher? My my fiance, she's a vegetarian, so I don't. Uh, I've, I've been slowing down. The Who meat. cooks? Who oh, cooks? Can
0: somebody set me up? Uh, I I do. Someone someone so so you
1: make steak? And yeah. You like burgers? You grind your own meat? No. well, the butchery oh, will I do I it got for a guy you. For
2: hey, he this Sean, there. He br- <laughs>
3: brings it back. Like a millennial generation Z, grounding my own
1: meat? Are you kidding? Well, that's what the butchery's for. They will grind all sorts of grade A meats for you about the marbling. Yeah, check them Marvelous. out online. Uh, Dry aged the
0: Butchery SL because they're in Sylvan Lake. thebutcherySL.com. SL.com. Um, they are, you know, David Hubbard and his wife Julie. They are husband and wife team. They and, and honestly, not because they're a sponsor, but it is some of the best meat roast. The uh, the roast beef is just superb. Uh, But check them out online, and if you're looking for a job, now that the federal unemployment's over, maybe some people are going to head back to work, they are hiring right now, and they do need some help. So once again, thebutcherysl.com. Check them out. Get all your meats and eats and treats there.
2: It's a great place to work because not only do you have uh, the Hubbard family that you're working with, it is a very cool market. They have a lot of really distinctive products, very very reasonably priced for a high-end spot, and great desserts. Made by Chef Julie, and we should also tell you that uh, they are the sponsor of our name, image, right. and likeness athlete Kalina Nice. Uh, no, Kalina Nice, um, who is uh, up at Michigan State, uh, beginning the rowing season, and we should have her back with us soon to give us an update on the rowing team. So, uh, so thank you for supporting our NIL athlete uh, Dave and Julie, and uh,
0: and folks, go eat there because it's. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. They're
2: closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, yeah. I believe. But uh, check out that website. That's a good way to get involved.
0: Yeah, thebutcherysl.com. We're calling 248-682-2697. That's,
2: that's cows at the end, right? That's something cows. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay, <laughs> anyways. Um, I think we were going to Geek Week. Geek of, of the Week, week. yeah.
1: What do you got? Who are you going to shit on this week?
2: <laughs> <laughs> and after last week, you told me you really liked it. Really oh, yeah,
1: because it, it was a... Uh,
2: Venomous sea snake. Snakes. Wasn't
1: snakes a human or, being. Venomous. Yeah, exactly. Well, this isn't He's either. Speciesist.
2: This week, I am not picking on a human being.
1: are you picking on? Me? A hobbit. Oh,
2: okay. Oh. This is Nicholas Gentilia, a 37-year-old Italian pastry chef with a hobbit habit. First, he pretends to be a hobbit. That's a little weird. What do you mean by that? Like, he, he dresses up like a hobbit. People
1: cosplay all the time. Why is that weird?
2: I imagine... Because that is right uh, Because <laughs> I weird. imagine Dude, he I'm, has. I'm no you. wonder
1: Tad said we're all over I'm seventy shorn in here. Shorn toes. Jesus. Are there
0: a lot of
3: people cosplaying around in your do, your. do your sons do it? I don't know, and they're not no, going to tell don't. me. I feel like cosplaying is taken off. You don't like, or it maybe maybe there's a bad audience for me asking this. But anyone on TikTok here? Are you guys TikTok guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, cosplay re- is You got to
2: watch. Does that count? Yeah, yeah
3: so, it's
1: taken off for TikTok. Could we? Could we? Yeah, let this be a lesson.
2: We have ML. Or what's Soul going Detroit.
1: on in the world from our view is a very narrow view of it at this point. Well, we- don't
0: act like everybody. All we do is ever talk about the Smiths. But
1: you're, <laughs> but you're acting
2: I was like everybody. To talk about J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah, please do, yes. But yeah. I get an area.
1: Chad is making it clear people are hopping around in bunny ha- uh, costumes. No, it's okay. think it's that common.
3: It's common. I'm calling it common. Right. Come
1: on, Mark. I've heard get about. Get out of the suburbs.
3: Furries. That just, <laughs> that just troubles me. Oh yeah, do furries count? Me. Oh, I'm counting furries for sure. That's, oh, okay, well, they yeah. you? Everyone's
1: involved. Let people do Everyone. what the, makes them happy nope. as long as it's all consensual.
2: What's don't the kink problem? Shame okay, anybody? But I, I don't want anybody having sex with a, with a stuffed animal. <laughs>
1: That's a kink <laughs> That's shame. That's their How business. How's that any different from you hollowing out a potato? It is their business, but i got oh, to tell you this much it's is weird.
2: It, are you slurring the Irish now? <laughs> the, the lonely Irish? Um, so tell so, me about this yeah, hobbit. Back to back to Nico here. So you you ask, what's so weird about? Okay, so so he pretends to be a hobbit. I guess that's not so weird. Thanks, Tad. Uh, Tad, I, <laughs> I feel I feel a little uncomfortable you having anything- you sit this close to me um, with your uh, with your baggins uh, upon you. Um, then he bought some land.
1: <laughs> that was a good one. Buk- that might and- have been his best joke today, of,
2: of Buk- the year, year, probably. We
0: had to we had to sit through a bunch.
2: Mookie Buk- <laughs> and Nico, where he and his wife started building their personal. Shire. And in August, with a group of friends and Lord of the Rings fans dressed as an elf, a dwarf, a hobbit, a sorcerer, and I guess there were some humans there, they walked more than 120 miles from Chieti to Naples, crossing mountains and rivers to throw the one ring into the volcano crater of Mount Vesuvius. Some time ago, he said with his Italian accent that I won't do because I don't want to mock. Uh, him any more than I'm about to. I realized that books and films were no longer enough for me to satisfy my passion for the fantasy genre and, in particular, for the Lord of the Rings saga, Gentile said. I was still reading about the lives of other people. I decided that I wanted to live my hobbit life to the fullest. And for that statement alone, Nicholas Gentile, you. Our geek of the week. Although I almost picked the guy who said Michigan would go nine and three, I almost picked that guy. I almost picked that guy. I have to tell you that.
1: Who said that? I know he said it because now he. John Windsor talk- said it. Oh, you did. Did I say nine and three? <laughs> did he?
0: Uh,
2: once again, your words resonate. <laughs> <laughs> Even you don't remember it.
0: Before we uh, enter the room, I want to tell you guys that investing its a long-term game, so don't overreact. you got to get somebody that you can trust, and we trust Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. We trust him because he provides rational financial advice. Uh, i will tell you all about your equities, your bonds, what you want to do, all those things with numbers in it, like a 401k, 529. He knows what to do with it. Get advice. Get a strategy. Call Luke Nowacki. At Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748.
2: Because he will make it all about you, my darling.
3: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates
2: Inc. So before we get to this week's guest in room 7609, I want to share a note that we got from Paul who said, not sure if this is new wave enough for 7609, but how about Aztec Cameras Walk Out to Winter? Now, for those of you who've been listening to the show for a while, you may remember that Walk Out to Winter was one of the best selections in our Christmas music podcast Mm. that we had that aired, I think it was on December 29th. So we'll put a link to that uh, show on our website. It was a great episode full of new wave Christmas music. And we've also played... Aztec camera before on the show because they are an outstanding Scottish new wave band uh, led by, I believe, Roddy Frame. Maybe it's Roddy Frame. I'm not sure which part of Scotland he's from. By the way, Elric's a <laughs> Scottish name. So it's, oh, it's, so you're allowed. it's It's, uh, it's uh, anyway. the same name as A Little Hamlet by Aberdeen. I'm going
1: to try to sit like Tad here. And it means... <laughs> Cross legs. And leg it up. means...
2: Where the, where the deer are driven to be killed. Yeah, the deer, is, in order what, to sit like that, you, you need
1: a no no gut, right? I, mean, that, <laughs> so, I know. It's, I, it's like two shows going on at one time.
2: I just thought it was very important to somehow bring Aztec camera back. To
1: no, me. that's great. And you can speak and recognize the dialect of all parts of Scotland. Thank you.
2: So um, Awesome. <laughs> I got married there. Anyways, so uh, Paul says, I'm a little too young to appreciate Obscure New Wave the first time around, but your show has made a fan of me, much obliged, and we believe that this selection by The Mission will only strengthen Paul's and your affection for one of the greatest musical genres ever. This is The Mission with Deliverance.
4: Deliverance,
2: deliver me. Those last words were spoken by Tad Davis after the first recording of the Carlos and Sean podcast.
1: Did you write that down all by yourself? Give me <laughs> Jesus, way to bring in me new me. fans with that slog.
2: Give me deliverance. You want me to be
1: opinionated and have a hot take? Yes. Deliver My me. My God, man. Deliver me. Tad and I went out to... Uh, Brothers. What's sisters. that?
2: Sisters. Deliver me.
1: Tad and I ran down a Chicken Hello to me. at Metro Airport while what? that song was playing. <laughs> oh, I wanted you to find a longer <laughs> song. The spicy Chicken.
0: Okay. Um, most New like Wave songs are not six minutes long, are they? Aren't most of them tight, little poppy? Uh-oh, the glasses have uh, come uh, off. Here we go. So Professor Elwick to- is
3: going to school us. Oh, in please. He, was, he was taking notes the whole time, too. <laughs> me, I don't know me, what's going on. Let no, let he was trying to write that joke about you.
2: <laughs> let me get a fresh piece of chalk How long ready? have you been waiting to crack out that
0: gem? About, about six minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so if, if you heard the mission and seconds. you said to yourself, <laughs> this feels a little bit like the Sisters of Mercy, you would not be far off because Wayne Hussey, who's the front man for the mission, started off in the Sisters of Mercy with Andrew Eldridge, and you may recall we've played a Sisters of Mercy song on this show last summer that went on for like eight and a half minutes, and that's nothing compared to what I think is their greatest, uh, their greatest oeuvre, which would be This Corruption, which is fantastic and can run 11 minutes. Anyways, Hussey and, uh, and another cat left the band making way Wait, what forward. about my question? Oh, what's that now? Sorry. our
0: most new wave songs... Tight little three and a half minute songs,
2: or uh, some of the poppier ones are like some of the more um, danceable ones, but when you get into sort of the dark wave. Yeah. Sort of the gothier bands. They do become more like anthems Okay. or what Sean might uh, ignorantly refer to droners? as dirges. Oh, dirges. Like, yes, droners, <laughs> dirges. They're both in the dictionary. I prefer slog. But, um, but oh, actually, I,
1: actually, I prefer torture, but go ahead.
2: Oh, wow. I thought that, I thought that was a, a oh, soothing... Do you, have any,
1: do you have any cotton? I, I got blood coming out of my ears. of music. I like, there's angry Sean. I knew,
2: <laughs> go, I knew it was in there, there somewhere. So anyway, after... after um, after they left uh, the Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, please continue. Because very, very and it, it, this may surprise uh, more more, uh, or less ignorant people, but um, <laughs> Andrew Eldridge, the front man for the Sisters of Mercy, very difficult to get along with. So Wayne Hussey and Craig Adams split, making way in the Sisters of Mercy for one of the most gorgeous bass players of all time, Patricia Morrison, a goth goddess if ever there was one. Uh second only to the goth woman that Sean used to date while going to scratch acid on stolen Japanese mini bikes back
1: you're in the Texas You're conflating lots days. of stuff, but that's okay. It sounds
2: good. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling together the pieces of your life to create an interesting mosaic. And let me tell you, sir, that's because some heavy boring.
1: lifting. it's boring. It's boring.
2: Believe me, I've it's tried. I put some hot sauce on it, and um, it still man, tastes like oatmeal. You don't...
1: i never owned a bottle of hot sauce in your life. I don't... I mean, you're Scottish, man.
2: Come on. <laughs> I, I'm... Everything you know. not Scottish is CAP! <laughs> so you, if you had... Oh, no, you've
1: got before. nice rolling hills.
2: So, uh, great tracks of land.
1: Yeah. There
2: you go. Um, I mean, Actually, I Drew is must, the big great so tracks of land fan. So they started out calling themselves the Sisterhood.
1: Oh, no, seriously, really? What's You're that? getting back to that. Yeah, wait, wait, we're are we talking about it. Sisters of Mercy?
2: Or no, no, no. This is, this oh, is, we're talking about this Aztec Camera. We're trying to unravel the ball of yarn. That, that that big orange tabby known as Sean Windsor has been batting about here in our knittery. And out. we
1: want to take twice as long as the song took to do it.
2: The, the, the interruptions do tend to take us a little bit off of our rhythm. But so they formed a band called The Sisterhood, and Andrew Eldridge, being a bit of a dick, put out a single under the name The Sisterhood. And so they switched their name to The Mission. You may know them as The Mission UK, depending on mm-hmm. which incarnation and which tour. But The Mission is uh, is a great band that has that that sort of goth, but also uh, new wave feel and a very eclectic uh, musical lineage. John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin yeah. produced one of their albums and also played keyboards at one point. And Andrew Partridge, the lead singer for... Um, for uh, uh, XTC was mm-hmm. also involved mm-hmm. in producing some of their music. So um, well, I, I liked really it. liked them, but I guess No, I liked it. It was good. So uh, I guess um, one of the things that, and I'm not saying that Carlos and Sean are copying, but they are going to have a, a marching band segment each week <laughs> on the show. So I can't wait, not only to see which which tunes you pick, I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of... Uh, a lot of pop music, oh but I kind of
1: want—I kind of want you guys to yeah. do that. Now. That's so ridiculous!
2: And, and what formations the two of you will get into? Who gets so to silly. dot the I? I was
1: just going to say, who gets to dot the I? Who, who
2: gets yeah. to play the big yeah. Purdue drum?
1: I don't know. It'll <laughs> be up to Tad.
2: <laughs> that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, so.
1: Ted, It'll be up so to dumb. Ted. I love it. Tad doesn't love sports. I don't know if he likes music.
2: We're very much looking forward. In fact,
3: forward. we, we got to yeah. figure out what Tad likes. That'll be what do Maybe I like? that should be a good well, there's segment. There's your segment. Yeah, there what does Tad
2: like?
1: What does Tad like? Yeah,
3: that could be interesting. Besides soccer. Yeah. This has been just a how do we make our show better. Conversation, pretty TikTok. much. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. Not Ronaldo, <laughs> yeah. hobbits. I'm
1: thankful
2: for Cos Mike Blake. for letting
3: us. Uh, you know, yeah, do we're just we're just brainstorming here. <laughs> yeah. He's
2: undecided on hobbits. That's coming up on a future episode of the uh, of the uh, Carlos and uh, Sean. Why podcast. is it Carlos
0: and Sean? Did you not fight to have your name first? No,
1: it's okay. It doesn't sound like you. All,
2: Sean deferred. It's all right. This is I a know, funny thing. Like,
1: it's just probably the way it sounds. What's funny? What's funny? Are you gonna make a funny?
2: No, no. I'm just saying. You know, no, he won't. But you see, kind of feisty Sean here. You see more collegial Sean on the <laughs> Free Press podcast. But some of the outtakes Todd was, uh, Tad was telling me about where, oh. where Sean is telling him like, don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> you know, and I won't be in the same room with another person. And it just, it's really. Well, I, want I mean, out. what can we just review the show and
0: outtakes every week on this show?
2: There's another Sean, and it's dark. I know. That's what I was trying to get at earlier. It's,
1: uh, that's it, funny.
2: It's dark and <laughs> dark and troubling. And oh, all that's that, funny. All, Nothing all, sounds... all that guilt comes out, but it comes out in a rage. Oh, it's great.
1: No, I don't really have much rage into it. But hey, can, before we before we completely lose this show,
0: yes, uh, it's long gone. Kid,
1: I know. Can we just just take two seconds because if we call ourselves a soul of Detroit, right? We got to mention Greg Mudge.
2: Oh yeah,
1: of Mudge's Deli. Yeah, who worked uh, when it was who was a server when it was McNally's Deli. Yeah, and I can and remember he would was come and he Surly. would surely. He was back then, the right?
2: Whole, uh, the whole, the whole shtick where he was—he was sarcastic the
1: waiter. and he would actually sit down with you. You know, I don't remember if he put his feet up on the table, but I, I because when we all worked downtown every day, we we a group of us would go over there all the time. It was great, and then he had the opportunity to buy it, and he he kind of got older and and really made that into a, a special special place. And he he, he died uh, a, a few days ago, I think, right yeah, 46. at 46. at forty six, which was just crazy. But he had. He had turned that, uh, that place into really something in, in a kind of a hub in Corktown, and uh, it, it's really sort of tragic what Awful. happened. But, yeah. Well,
2: and but, he also uh, became an incredibly friendly and gracious host, which I thought was weird because I never really liked a uh, surly waiter guy. But when he was the patron, he was uh, he was really a uh, a welcoming presence. only well, went from his
1: twenties to his forties, like a lot of us, and a lot of us changed wow. I mean, you've yet to make that leap. <laughs> and he became but, his own boss. But so. but rest exactly. but yeah, I think every I customer he up.
2: pissed off became a dollar out of his own pocket. <laughs> exactly. <He's> like, <laughs> yeah, there's Welcome, that. friends.
1: But what Welcome, he did and what he built and how he evolved and changed is is worthy of our, our respect, I think. And uh, and
2: oh yeah, no, and, and F McNally's and 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 Mudgey's was. Uh, they were kind of at the forefront of the revival in Corktown. Yeah, they
1: were because when we used to go to McNally's, that that was pretty quiet. Let's just say that's
2: because right. everybody was upset at paying ten dollars for a sandwich.
1: Well, not but everybody. It was, it
2: was two meals worth. For those food. of
1: us that were used to twenty bucks at Zingerman's, Mudge's felt like a steal.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's why Ann Arbor doesn't suck. Yeah, sorry. Um,
1: but anyway, so I just want to mention him real quick, and then also Mike, the great Michael K. Williams, who, yeah, who died. Wow. Uh, Yesterday, Omar. Star of the Wire, mm-hmm. Sneaky. Omar. Omar. Omar Little on the Wire, and then Chalky White, and, and right. as Mark would say, one of the more underrated shows right. of the last 20 years in Boardwalk, Board, Am- Boardwalk Empire. Phenomenal. But anything he was in, he just he had this uh, sort of pain and humanity, and uh, the, 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 you could hear the history of our country, I always thought, in his voice in a, in a, in a way. Mm. Yeah.
2: Wow. He was, he was really he was, something. I thought he was just an actor. I, I thought know. he just
1: pretended to be other people. Mm. Yeah, you know, there was a, there was something there. That's why people have been reacting they have, the way they have been the last couple days. He's really good. So, well, cool. any other death well, you want to talk uh, about? No, I so. just want to pay some respects you oh, know, bring you bring you a, a, to a sure. Detroiter and somebody that uh, I know. I'm just Yeah, you sure. know. But anyway, sorry, Mike. I didn't mean it to make to bring any substance to the show. Yeah, feedback? No, accidentally.
2: Yes, well, thank you for your consistency. Um, anyway, yes, I want to talk about donating to the show. Uh, Paul, the uh, who asked about Aztec Camera, was a very generous donor, so we want to thank Paul, and we want to encourage anyone who
1: would
2: like to donate to the show. <laughs> well,
1: we made you listen to that shit.
2: To, uh, Mark, since, about since Aztec you're camera. the only person that Sean will listen to, how, how do people donate to the show?
0: Uh, mlsaludetroit.com. And yeah, a little donate uh, button to click on.
2: Is it really Fiction that easy?
0: Oh my God! So I think everybody should try it out just to see how easy it
2: is. Yeah, I, I don't think people believe you. They should probably find out for themselves. And don't make one of those like test point zero one donations. See how easy it is to give like a hundred bucks. Why don't you just write
1: to check the mic?
2: <laughs> In fact, I understand. Yeah. I understand. The more you give, the easier it gets.
1: There's so, only one way to find out.
2: Well, exactly.
1: You so, know what well, furries give to?
2: <laughs> yes, they.
1: And they receive. Most players give too.
2: Okay, they give good paw. Um, So, yeah, so we would appreciate if you would uh, not listen to the last 30 seconds of the show, if you could just uh, take that out of your memory. Uh, But if you want to subscribe to the show, that really helps us out. If you'd like to share the show, that's even better. Rate the show, and, of course, love the show. But I just heard the other day that that Drew either has surpassed me or is about to surpass me on Facebook. That's right, yeah. So I'm hoping that folks will follow me on Facebook at elric. And on Twitter, at Elric, E-L-R-I-C-K. Once again, the a Scottish name from Aberdeen Charter. Even if
0: it's just to spite oh. other people.
2: No, uh, it's just, you know, I mean, listen, this Drew guy, um, you know, once upon a time, he was kind of a big deal on the radio, but now he's in my world, this podcasting <laughs> world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. And if he thinks he's going to pass the king, let's teach him a little uh, something, okay? That's another famous Andrew. Let's check him on that real hard. Um
1: is your feedback music oh yes max pro
2: cop uh what do we call this
1: uh we call this hopefully the new room 7609 we don't call it anything he called it buzz me mellow
2: yeah and i think i call it it's our feedback
0: music sweet ass do we have any feedback
2: we do uh bill aka keeper 242 which reminds me of front (laughs) 242 which would be a great selection for a dark wave afternoon in room 7609 anyway Uh, Bill says, I know there are at least two Sheffield Wednesday supporters in the metro Detroit area. My uncle and I have followed the club since the early 90s during the period when Trevor Francis, you may remember him from the Detroit Express, managed the club, and John Harkes played for them while beating those Effers in red from Manchester, meaning the Red Devils, Manchester United at Wembley. I appreciate the shout-out on the show, and if you have not seen it, SWFC, which I believe is Sheffield Sheffield Wednesday Wednesday Football Football Club. Club, Also got their Ted Lasso shout-out in Season 2, Episode 5. Thanks again. That's right. Love the show. And another FYI would be that Arctic Monkeys are Wednesday supporters as well. Great band. Uh, Wayne Hussey, by the way, big Liverpool fan. Uh, Good luck in the election, and keep up the great work. Uh, If you're looking for a great Liverpool bar, by the way, Thomas McGee's in Eastern Market has a huge, huge buffet every Sunday for Liverpool games, and also a good place to tailgate if you're a Lions fan. Tamara asks, unsure if you ever listened to Bankley Thompson on 9, 10 a.m., but he's been pretty hilarious about Spivey and Benson. Uh, Spivey is Andre Spivey, the District 4 Councilman, who I thought I would be running, about, running against, but he decided not to run for re-election. It turns out it's because he knew he was going to be acknowledging being involved in a bribery scheme. And Scott Benson is the District 3 Councilman, who I've busted on many occasions, who has had his home raided by the feds. Uh, as part of what appears to be another public corruption scandal brewing in City Hall. His chief of staff, who lives in my neighborhood, also had her home raided. Her name is Carol Banks, and my reporting on Carol Banks caused her to be fired by the Detroit public school system, who found out that she was a double-dipping no-show employee. She denied it, and Benson in fact took her from being a part-time employee to a full-time employee. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out for those two. Tamara says that Bankley Thompson said one or the other of both he's been saying this brother would never make eye contact with me whenever I saw him around town so I always knew he was shifty so Bankley Thompson a very clear eyed and sensible columnist for the Detroit News calls it like he sees it also has a program on 910 AM so Tamara I had not heard that but I can actually hear uh, I can hear Bankley say that it sounds very much like him and I think uh, we're about to find out that his BS detector is nearly as good as my one. That so, was a
1: lot more than what was in the rundown. So that was a nice job of ad-libbing.
2: <laughs> so sometimes I get criticized for reading what's on the page. times I get criticized you can't for win. reading what's on the page. Just stick to uh, Carlos, Hobbits. Carlos, my prayers. <laughs> with you, my friend. Um, and I think after doing this show a couple times with Sean, Angry Carlos will be the first guy <laughs> in the room. We will be, we will be yoking him back. So um, I was going to ask what Sean's up to, but he's got this podcast and he's going to football games and stuff like that. So let's talk a little bit more about me. Um, I am continuing my campaign for, uh, for Detroit City Council and District 4. We're hoping to bring honest change to Detroit politics, which as you may have noticed, we need not more now than ever. If your home flooded, either in Detroit or Dearborn or any part of the metro area, Please check out my petition at change.org. We have some solutions to the flooding that have plagued this region, and we could use your support by signing on. Just search for Stop Detroit Flooding. You'll see our call for backflow preventers and sump pumps for our homes and some green infrastructure, bioswales, rain gardens, basically using our vacant land as a green solution and a much cheaper solution to the flooding that our engineers and that our public officials just seem completely and utterly unable to staunch on their own, although Rega- they-
0: Rega- go ahead, yeah. No, no, please. I was going to say regarding the flooding, there was another email that came in from Estelle and Herb that said they were curious if you have seen in your district houses for sale because of you know the flooding, the power outages, are people trying to move because they had an anecdotal uh, story, somebody they knew who's like, I'm just out of here. Have you noticed any kind of uptick in that? Is that enough to get people to maybe move to? Oh, either away from the city or to another part of the city?
2: Yeah, so I, I've I've knocked on, it's got to be close to 2,000 doors now, and I know people are very frustrated, but, you know, if you've been a Detroiter for any length of time, you put up with so much malarkey that you're pretty pretty tough. And, and knocking on doors in Jefferson Chalmers, I've met a lot of people who had five feet of water in their basement mm-hmm. And this is the fourth or fifth time it's flooded in their house. Never quite this bad, but yeah. bad enough to ruin their uh, their furnaces, their hot water heaters, their washers and dryers previously.
0: If they have the ability to, do you, are they thinking about moving?
2: No. Oh, real estate down there. Real estate in the city of Detroit is going through the roof. And if you can get close to the water, boy, oh boy, if you wanted to sell, this is the time to cash in. But no, people are hanging tough. They are it's, continuing that, that almost to...
0: normalizes it then. Like, oh yeah, just one more thing. That sucks.
2: Uh, Well, these folks are hot as a pistol. They are ready for something to happen. And that's why I keep going to the board meetings for Detroit Water and Sewage and Great Lakes Water Authority and letting them know that we are not going to take this anymore and that there are solutions to our problems. And it's time for some action. And if you go to that petition, you'll see we have something like 900 signatures. So people really are speaking out. And this is all about finding solutions to the problems that are plaguing Detroiters so that we can keep people in the city of Detroit and so that we can make the city better together. And uh, when it comes to easy giving, as easy as it is to donate to this podcast at mlsolveddetroit.com, it's even easier to donate at ml4detroit.com. That's ml4detroit.com. Uh, those uh, contributions keep this campaign going and help us print more cool T-shirts and uh, have great events and, frankly, help people because we have a project we're going to be talking about soon in Eden Gardens where we are helping a woman who has created both a community garden and a neighborhood playground out of vacant lots. She's turning a demo home, a home that was abandoned and was set to be demolished. She's taken it off the demo list. It's a two-family home. It's a monster. And she is turning that into a community resource center. And we are helping her with the campaign and by using some strategic partnerships and bringing some new people in to provide both resources and uh, and muscle if you are a contractor, if you are a building supply person and you have some material that you would like to make available that you're willing to share with us, we need toilets, we need gutters, we need drywall, we need pretty much everything you would need to build a house. We will provide more details on that on an upcoming show, and we'll have a volunteer opportunity for folks on October 9th to come to one of the coolest neighborhoods in Detroit, a neighborhood that's really being brought back by the people in Detroit, and, uh, and we hope some of you will come and join us for that. But uh, if you want to know more about that, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ML4Detroit as our social media handle. And you can always find out about this on our website, ML4Detroit.com. Tad, thank you for asking about that.
3: (laughs) Of course, of course.
2: Another powerful collaboration. Um, I have a
1: question for you.
2: Oh. Oh. How hot is a pistol? If it's recently been fired hot enough to make your skin singe and burn okay. and become sealed onto the barrel. Do you ever read Johnny Tremaine? No. Okay. That's your assignment for next week. <laughs> um, and uh, what are you up to, Sean? I know we talked a lot about uh, recent you. failures, but what's how are you going to redeem yourself? Listening to you. Oh.
1: <laughs> learning okay. from you.
2: More more time misspent. Um, Sean uh, will be in the Free Press. You can find him at freep.com. You can buy it at the newsstands. Better yet, subscribe. It's really cheap, and it helps keep great journalism going. Uh, and those great journalists tolerate Sean, so that's pretty cool. They're nice people. Obviously. They are. And very, I'm very, very, very fortunate. Yes, it's very. They're, they're kind people. Yeah. Uh, Mark, how do we do at Art Beats and Eat? Did we did we uh, did people come forth with their soul of Detroit love? Was it embarrassing the affection that poured forth? Well, I wouldn't say
0: it was embarrassing. No. Oh, it was nice. great. It was a good time. Good time had by all.
2: Did you meet? You should come out. Cool people. I was There's knocking on people. doors. I was campaigning. Okay. In fact, on Sunday No after meeting Inez Knight no. again. On Monday, Labor Day, no. A day of rest for so many other people. <laughs> We're so, so close, Sean. I met Johnny Green, I know, an eighty just... nine year old gentleman oh, in Jefferson God. Chalmers who has put together a book.
1: It's like the last person in a marathon, right? You, you can do it. You can do it. You
2: can do it. Famous people of color later. from the city of Detroit, and he is a huge... Meanwhile,
1: you just
0: want a Rosie Ruiz. Ralph Bunch fan. Yeah. Just get to the end. And
2: he has At the very uh, beginning. What? He has made it his life's calling to raise the profile of people of color who have won the Nobel Prize, including Ralph Bunch, how did we get who here? is Detroit's own. Okay. Well, and, that sounds like a good and, thing. And, it does. And, and, I don't know how we got To there, bring but... it full circle with Sean, he also passed on. Mm. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, Oh. Ralph Bunch, not Johnny Green. Johnny Green going strong at 89. Okay. <sighs> All right, on that note. I think uh, uh, this is where we, we say, Tad, take us out. That's but, the show. But we're not, this is a union shop, so we got to keep ah. the work within his jurisdiction. So I turn to Cyrus and say, Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs>
0: You have been listening to The New Adventures of The Soul of Detroit, starring M.L. Elric.